<laughs> Welcome to Gutter Trash episode 370, Oblivion Song by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. My name is Eric. I am Jason. Hi. What's up? Not much. I just said an Italian name. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you said it well. Thank it's, you. It sounded like you had had researched that. No, nope. but, but I, I don't believe you have. But it sounded like you. Have. <laughs> when? Why would I ever start doing something like, We're like that? Like researching? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. How's it going? It's going well. It's good it's to going hear. Well. It's good to hear. Yeah. 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 I can't complain. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> C plus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> much better than the, you know, C minus. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm just giddy. I'm giddy to talk about uh this weird thing. Okay. Here, All this right. Book. Well, then let's. Do it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get into this. Yeah. So I think you mentioned last time, this is kind of a strange occurrence for us. I think it maybe has happened to one other time. Maybe one other yeah. time. Uh, sort of. Yeah. So I think our second episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like way, way. I just remember it was way, way back. Oh, way yeah. Back. Uh, but I think by the time we actually read it and put it up and all that, uh, like it was already like, long published okay you know but but uh yeah uh so this is an advanced copy yeah. of this book that we're reading and and before you make the mistake of thinking we're actual reviewers that get things get our hands on things uh ahead of time because people listen and respect us right yeah don't yeah don't don't think that no yeah no. That, that would be incorrect no we just stole I this mean, from a comic shop it would be nice oh that would be cool wouldn't it i would you know what? Actually, this is the third time this has happened. Oh, yeah. We've had another advanced uh, copy. Yeah. So the first time, I believe, was uh, The Shiniest Jewel, mm -hmm. which was a book that, uh, before we even started podcasting, uh, was something that, like, just somehow kind of fell into my lap. It's like, hey, do you want to read this? You know, and review it. And uh, then, like, shortly thereafter, you and I started doing this thing. And then I picked it for my pick. Okay. Uh, and then the second time was, uh, I want to say it's called Hereville. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was quite a while ago as yeah. well. Uh, but, but, uh, but this is, uh, something that you got at, uh, the comic store. Yeah. I work my, my, my side gig other than this <laughs> podcast. I just, uh, you know, Sure. Just to like have some extra money. Right. Yeah. I work out. You just gotta get out of the house every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do this indoors, and right. you know, as everyone knows, comic shop employees spend lots of time outside. Sure. They're an active bunch. <laughs> active, active folk. So, yeah, our store got this advanced edition, not for resale, trade paperback of Oblivion Song, which um, there's only one issue out so far. Yeah. And I think we actually got this right before the first issue came out. Um, I feel like you guys got it like months before. Yeah, I think we've only had it about a month. Okay. So, well, the uh, the inside uh, information 
says basically that you were supposed to have gotten this in like October. Oh, but I think you got this in like January. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it feels like about a month ago. But yeah, this is uh, an image skybound thing by you know Robert Kirkman's uh, line of books here. Yeah, like he's famous for like Invincible and uh, Brit. Is it? Yep, Brit. Brit. Brit's yeah. the other big one. Yeah, uh, Wolfman, I guess. Super dinosaur. Super dinosaur was that him? Uh, Super dinosaur is another book that he did. I feel like there was something else, but. Um, I think you're thinking of his Marvel stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he did. did Marvel team up. Right. And, uh, Destroyer? Destroyer, that was it. The yeah, Marvel that Max. was a great book. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anything else he's done. Don't, yeah, that's, might be it, but. Yeah. But anyway. But you know, he's working. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah, right? he might not, yeah, he might not be a remembered name right. or, like, he might have to, you know, do some. Laundry or you know, bust sure, some probably, tables or whatever. Probably would have to work at a comic book store. Oh my gosh, yeah. Or do a podcast. Right. Heavens forbid. <laughs> to make ends meet. The poor guy. Yeah. Um, but no, he's a yeah, he's he's a famous writer at Image, and the he recently ended, uh, I believe his longest running comic. Yeah. Invincible. Or is the Walking Dead longer? I don't remember. I think, I think Walking Dead started after Invincible, but I think there's more issues. Uh, of Walking, Walking Dead, Dead okay, than yeah. are Invincible. Well, he just ended Invincible. Yes, which is easily his best long-running comic series. I'd agree. And and since he is no longer doing that, he has all kinds of free time. Sure. So he created this, co-created this new series, Oblivion Song. Yeah. Uh, and so. So yeah, so so uh, you got in this this it's essentially a trade paperback. Yeah, it's um, first four issues. Is it the first four? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I I couldn't tell. I know the first four covers are reprinted. Yeah, there's no like chapter break kind of or not like at all, yeah which was a little annoying. But I actually like that more. I mean, it was fine, but like. You know, I can't read it all in one chunk, so, like, it was hard to find, like, a... I read it all in one chunk. Yeah, well, good for you and your luxurious <laughs> lifestyle. Well, I, my, well, my main gig is working at a podcast, so it, it allows me a lot of free time. <laughs> because we get paid so much to do so little right. that I have a lot of free time. Yeah. Uh, well, then why do I have three jobs? <laughs> Well, it was the way we both negotiated the contracts. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm fucked. You need to renegotiate. Yeah. Hey, I but you to... got the best parking spot. That... I have to park all the way out front. That's true. You got right by the door here. That is, that is also true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess I won't call my lawyer after yeah. the show then. <laughs> you win, sir. Parking is everything. Location, location, location. Yes. But, uh, like I, I could read this all in one chunk, and so, like, it, just got to a point where I was like, I know I don't know where to stop. <laughs> like I need I need a right. cover to like tell right. me to, to like you know, end here for now. <laughs> right. This is a safe spot. Yes. Um I mean you could kinda tell because like I, I figured out where the chapter out. breaks were. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the there's usually part. a splash page or like yeah. a or like a you know, cliffhanger ish thing. Right. Um but yeah, I wasn't for sure because it's also on the back like it lists, you know, the uh, printing schedule for, for, like, the first six issues. So, mm-hmm. like, I guess. And also, just, like, 
the length of it feels like it was six issues and not just four. It was, it's hearty. Yeah. It's, it's very hearty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it could just be the paper stock. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love the paper stock. <sighs> I do and I don't. Yeah? Yeah. I, I love it. I love the actual stock of the paper and the feel of it and the weight of it. Um, it's kind of got a, a, a printy, like a newsprinty it, it kind of thing. It is. It's matte, uh, yeah. for sure. And I'm going to bet it's not going to be that way. I don't think the actual comics are. And oh, yeah. I never thought to look at the yeah. first issue. So. You still have them? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I'll look tomorrow. So not sold out. So Robert Kirkman losing this touch. Well, we we did sell out and we reordered. Oh, we got okay. more. Yeah. yeah. Fine. <laughs> uh, but I looked online at, like, uh, Comixology and... Uh, so my main gripe, which probably has nothing to do with the book itself, uh, but just this, like this edition, this edition is overpriced. Nobody else is ever going to see. It's overpriced. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like nobody but like you know retailers will ever see this thing, uh, and I'm sure the comics are probably printed on you know the glossy paper that everything else is printed on these days. Um, the coloring, I believe, is made for that. Oh yeah, and not for what we read. I, yeah, I could see that because it's got a lot of bright like colors that don't shine on this paper. Well, that everything's muddy. Like I would say, for the most part, my biggest gripe while reading this edition of this book uh, is that I couldn't tell what was going on. I would say seventy percent of the time. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell characters. I couldn't see detail. And, I mean, admittedly, my eyesight is going. And you read it in a dark room. And, well, yeah, all the lights are off. Yeah. (laughs) Why why should I hurt my eyes? (laughs) Yeah, I'm flipping through it. Like, I I see what you're saying, but I I love that paper stuff. But I, I, I love the feel of it. I just wish that the colors were made for this particular type of paper. Yeah, I I see what you I see what you mean. Like cuz there's definitely scenes and things that Oh, all you have to do is look online and, and I did that. I, I like saw a preview and compared it to Oh yeah. what was here. And it's way different. And it's so much brighter and so clear and all the detail is there. So you're saying like people that are basing their orders off this might not be that impressed with it. Uh I mean I, I would assume that most retailers would you know, be able to figure out that this right. is not how it's actually going to be get printed. Yeah, um, I would assume. Maybe you know who knows. But for me, you know, not having to base any orders off of anything, like I'm just got lucky and got to casually read this book, right? Like before everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so for me, like if I thought that the book was going to be printed like that, I'd be like, yeah, no, thank right. you. But I know that it's not. Right. But while I was reading it, it was an issue. Right. Yeah. I yeah. see. I it didn't bother me at all because I, I actually read it. Like, so we have this, we have this room, like it's basically our, our hangout room at the house that's got insanely bright lights. Like it's, it's like basically fluorescent overhead lights, um, like office style. So it kind of like spotlights everything. And the, I was sitting there under that light reading this so it was it it like literally was zero much of an issue for me um you need to hear about your luxurious house (laughs) (laughs) and and like and halfway through 
my manservant came in and he was like, do you need more light, sir? And I was like, no, just more grapes with no stems and uh, a shot of Shiraz. And so like, that's how I read the book <laughs> under my fluorescent light. <laughs> I almost dropped it in the hot tub once too when I was reading it, but I was, I held on pretty well. Oh, that's good. Well, I, I had already read it, so it wouldn't have bothered right, me. That's true. But when you illegally sell this on eBay afterwards, that would have caused some issues. Which someone has done already. I actually looked it up ah. out of curiosity, and it sold for $81. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So I certainly am not going to sell this, but uh, and neither is the store I work for. But if you're looking for a copy, you maybe look next week, and maybe someone who isn't me or isn't the store might have one for sale on there. <laughs> who knows? All right. Right. Say no more, please. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I honestly, I don't, I don't think I would even try to resell it because right. that just seems kind of, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. Like, like we'll probably pass it around, and let yeah. people read it, do that, maybe uh, do it as a giveaway for some sort of yeah. contest or anything. Like That'd that. be cool. Yeah. That would uh, be cool, and then they can sell it on eBay. Exactly, yeah. it's out of your hands. Mm -hmm. They can make eighty bucks, right? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I guess we should talk about this thing. Yeah, we should probably should. Like so, I already mentioned the one major issue that I had. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's talk about some other stuff about this thing. Yeah, yeah. Oblivion Song. I guess we should probably talk about the concept of it. Yeah, like it's a pretty high concept. It is. Um, so I will say this right off the bat. While, because you know, I read this pretty much immediately, I started reading it pretty much immediately after our last episode, mm -hmm. which was uh, Animosity, and found some weird parallels be between the two. Sure. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Uh, but, but, you know, I'll okay. just go ahead and spoil right off the bat. Uh, much more successful in Oblivion Song than, than in Animosity. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, should we warn ahead of time since this book is not out that we probably will this probably will be a spoiler. I mean, I think we can mostly avoid spoilers. I, I don't know if we can. I thought about that earlier and I was like it'll be kind of hard to talk about something that the first fourth of it is available. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, so fair warning, there might be some spoilers. Yeah. I'm not going to go on my way to spoil the no, ending yeah, of it, yeah. but but I have read, you know, You've 70, read into the future. Seventy-five percent past what is out there. So exactly, yeah. and you know, probably by the time this episode, you know, drops, it will be, you know, I think issue two would probably be out by then. Yeah, most likely. So, so we've read a half more of it right. than everybody else. So yeah, spoilers may ensue. Yeah, but we'll start off here. The next little bit will be a spoiler-free zone, so we can tell you the concept. Yeah. So if you just want to know the concept without. Um, here in the yeah. specifics, and they they explain it pretty much right off the bat. Right oh yeah, oh yeah, they drop you in, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So so the basic premise is that uh, ten years ago in Philadelphia, yeah, uh, where the roots are from, huh? Where the roots are from, I oh, believe. Okay, all I know is it's always sunny there. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, and Rocky is also there. Rocky, yeah. The squirrel? Yeah. Wow. They've got that big statue of him? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, yeah, so 10 years ago in Philadelphia, there was uh, some sort of weird cataclysm-type event that happened. Yes, the transference. Yes. And uh, so basically, like, I don't think they ever specified just how much, but uh, a giant chunk of the city basically just disappeared and was replaced with some sort of alien wasteland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which in some cities it would be an improvement. Sure, yeah, but apparently certain parts. I think Dayton could probably <laughs> use an alien wasteland. Uh, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Have because I think they did say how many city blocks at one point. But yeah. but yeah, it was a large area of the city was yeah just disappeared. Yeah. And basically, like thousands of people uh, just disappeared off of the face of the planet. Right. Uh, and uh, so eventually the government. Kind of figures out what's happening and, and uh, figures out that they can actually sort of transport between both worlds. Right. And they start sending teams of soldiers into uh, basically, basically they figured out that that uh, just like two worlds just sort of switched. Are we ever like vibrating at different frequencies, and if they vibrate all the molecules? Because they, yeah, whatever was left over here was like vibrating differently. Yeah. And so, like, they matched that and they would, they could send people, um, you know, across to the other dimension or wherever, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dimension. Yeah. yeah. Let's say that. And that's where, like, all the people who disappeared are. Yeah. And so they sent a bunch of soldiers in to basically free as many people as they can and bring them back to our world. Uh, and where this story picks up is uh, we are meeting Nathan Cole, who is now the only person who still goes over, still travels to the other dimension, uh, still attempting to uh, save people and, and bring them back to our world. And uh, yeah, because the government's kind of kind of like given up on it because yeah. they're you know they were less successful at each like you know. Um, diminishing returns right. for each mission. So, um, even Nathan hasn't found anybody lately, but he's, uh, um, as the book opens, he's like, he's found some more people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we also eventually learned that, uh, you know, he's got some ulterior motives in his continuing mission. Right. Yeah. People aren't, yeah, they're, they're not so sure that, he isn't only doing this for some sort of personal, Altruism, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, as far as high concepts go, it's it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I'm I've you know long never been too much of a sci-fi fan, but you know, it's it's you know, I'm always willing as long as you know characters are, are relatable. Yeah. And, and, you know, well written. Oh yeah. Well rounded. You know, in addition to you know crazy plot things that are happening. Sure. And uh, I'd say this kind of succeeds. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. There's like yeah, there's really cool monsters in this other sure or aliens. I guess I don't know, they're not necessarily monsters. I yeah. mean, we're monsters and well, sure. But uh, yeah, in this other dimension, there's these strange creatures. Some of them are bird-like, and some of them are like. Giant, like, kind of, you know, Cloverfield. Monsters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just roaming around. Yeah. And uh, and one thing that's like really cool right off the bat is Nathan is 
is very adamant about not harming these creatures, even though they're like chasing the humans down as right. food. Yeah. He's he's like, well, this is just their this is where they live. This is what they do. And yeah. he's like, I just want to save the humans. I don't want to kill everyone that lives in this. He's like, these are these are you know just the creatures that live here. Yeah, we're we're <clears throat> we're the invaders here. Yeah, which yeah, it's 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 a nice uh, personality trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, and, and uh, there there is, you know, a lot of character development that happens, and it all mostly takes place like on on our world. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Yeah. And, like just sort of the behind the scenes stuff of of you know his organization and then just the character interactions and drama uh and just all the like bureaucratic stuff that he's got to put up with and yeah because uh, nathan's girlfriend heather is she works for the government yeah. and her boss is really against um what nathan is still doing yeah and he's kind of like she's kind of like stuck between you know both of those and yeah um and there's a really actually the, one of my favorite characters in the book is Duncan. Um, yeah, I really like Duncan. And yeah. he's he's a scientist that works with Nathan, who is someone that uh, I don't know if Nathan brought him back or somebody somebody brought him back from yeah. the other he dimension. Was trapped there for a while. Yeah, for yeah. years or whatever. Yeah. And so he's like he has like PTSD from uh, being in this crazy fucked up dimension. Right. And and he is also you know working as a scientist to try to um, figure out you know, what they can do and to, yeah. to stop it. He's, he's a really cool character. I like yeah, him a lot. I really liked him. Um, <clears throat> and then maybe some spoilers from here on out. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to try not to as much as possible, but you yeah. know, it, it is going to be really difficult. All right. Um, but you know, I, I, I <laughs> I think it's fine. Spoilers. Yeah, we yeah. can. I mean, we're not okay. Yeah. So there may be more spoilers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically. So Nathan is. He's uh. He, he hasn't given up on any of these people. Whereas a lot of people, and especially the government, have. Right. Um. They're basically written them off. Like, well, you know, there's. I mean, we're not finding them, you know, they're either gone or they're dead or, you know, like we just can't seem to find them. And they've even kind of erected this wall. It's like the Vietnam War Memorial where there's just, you know, thousands of names on the wall. And every time he brings a person back, he sneaks over and like scratches off the name. Right. Um, And a lot of people are upset by that because then they see, you know, their loved one's name is not scratched off and they are, you know, they're like hoping that their loved ones will be brought back and the, okay. and the government's pissed. Cause they're like, you know, you're giving these people false hope. And, right. but Nathan's like, you know, it's not false because you know, they're out there and like, right. it's, it's a really, it's really cool that it has that dynamic because it's not just like everyone's on the same side trying to right. do this or whatever. It's like, you know, even his own people are kind of trying to stop him. And he's kind of like this lone soldier that still, you know, thinks it's worth doing. Yeah. And we come to find out that perhaps he is right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so there's uh, a couple that he rescues, like, in the opening pages yeah. of this book. Uh, and, uh, you know, they they clearly are freaked out about what's happening. And, and, you know, 
and the way it's presented, like we the reader don't know what's happening either. Oh, not at all. That they're being chased by this dude in a cloak and a mask, right? And then shot. Yeah, <laughs> and then they disappear. Right. Uh, and you're like, wow, he just destroyed these <coughs> creatures. Right. Um. So basically, like, yeah, he's been rescuing people, and uh, these people, like, like when they wake up, you know, in in our world again. Uh, like they, they realize, you know, what's been happening and, uh, you know, basically he's, I would say very much a nod to like, I am legend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, basically he's been portrayed as sort of a boogeyman in, in that other dimension. The hooded one or whatever yeah. they call him, something like that. And they're like trying to figure out. Well, they tell them that there's actually, like, a colony of people who are still over there, like, hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, like, they've always been wondering about, like, who this hooded man is that keeps coming over and, like, killing people. And, you know, he's actually just trying to save them. Yeah, he's like, I'm not killing them. I'm sending them back to right. their dimension. Uh, <clears throat> and so, yeah, so he finds out that, like, there is like a massive colony of people who have been living there for a decade, like on the outskirts of the city, which just gives him more encouragement to want to go back over right. and find these people. And, uh, we, we get to meet like a couple of these people on the other side who, you know, under the guys, under the, the impression that he is just like some sort of maniac monster, right? like are trying to like, capture him yeah and possibly kill him and they find out he's actually a human right and uh and perhaps knows one of them yeah um and so so like towards the end of the story like you know there is like a massive section of this book that just takes place like on the other dimension yeah uh where he does you know spoiler meet up with like these people and and like is trying to like convince them that he's you know not bad, like like he is like genuinely just trying yeah, to help people. He's there to help, yeah. Right, and, uh, and uh, you know, maybe they're just not so open to that. Yeah, which I thought was a really great concept that there would be. I mean, obviously there are people uh, in this world that just want to escape it so badly right. through drugs or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people over here that are like, this is so much better. Like all the people that hate me or that I owe money to are right. nowhere near. And like, this is great. Like we're fuck ups on earth, yeah. but, uh, in this dimension, all we have to do is survive. And that's like more of our uh, speed. Right. I mean, you know, like, like, like the, there's a character that like, you know, yeah, he basically makes that argument. Like, you know, he basically, he was just an asshole fuck up who like just ruined people's lives and ruined his own life, mm-hmm. you know, on earth. And, you know, and then mm-hmm. after like this event, like he's suddenly, he's almost like a leader, right? He's he's at least got a purpose. Right. But also like, he's free of like all those attachments and free oh, yeah. of like, you know, the, those things that like were, were bringing him down and causing him to just, be harmful to be around and be toxic. Right. He, he's a clean slate and he gets to start over and do. He's like, I don't want to go back. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Kind of appealing. <laughs> right. Like, like if that situation were to happen for real, like I, I might be like of that similar mindset. <laughs> right. Other than the fact that I would probably immediately die. Yeah. Cause I have zero survival skills. <laughs> 
you don't want to you don't want to like jump over fences and hide from monsters and I mean, if I'd have to, but yeah. I would definitely get caught yeah. pretty much right <laughs> off the bat. I would be monster food. <laughs> or I would be the guy that, uh, you know, they're like, well, he's just slowing us down, kill him. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe be the IT guy. Yeah, you know, it's you, possible. You know. They, they have no technology. Right. Well, you know, that's yeah. why they need you, though, once, oh, okay. once they right. do. I, I don't know anything uh, about technology. Just, can't, just can't, because I'm operating this... Doesn't mean I know how it works. You can't tell them that. That's your that's your ace in the hole. <laughs> but I'm also brutally honest. <laughs> like I'm just a failure at all of this. <laughs> I would sur- I would not survive in the oblivion. <laughs> oh, that's another thing that we haven't really. There's okay. There's a couple of things that I love, like other concepts. There's this whole museum on our Earth um, of the transference. So it has like, like apparently this creature came over. Uh, when, you know, when our dimension switched spots here. Yeah. Um, so there was like this kind of, like, what would you call it? Like, what, uh, kaiju or whatever, this like giant, yeah, giant, yeah. giant monster. And they had to kill it and put it in this museum. Right. And it's like, you know, bigger. Well, they didn't have to put it in the museum. They well, they, 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 had, they just killed it. <laughs> but it's huge. I mean, it makes, yeah. it makes like a dinosaur look small. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's like if, uh, Godzilla was like a tusk slug. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's in the museum and there's like all these like videos. It, 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 it's like they kind of walk you through this museum and what I guess is the second issue of the comic. Yeah. And it's, it gives you a lot of exposition and sure. And I think it, it is very exposition y, but it's also done in a way that it really builds up oh, the world. Yeah. yeah. It's done really believably well and not yeah. like, not like a 50 sci fi movie where all, all of a sudden a character just <laughs> unloads right. and like tells you everything. It's like, you know, these people who are, have been trapped in the other dimension are walking through the, the museum here on Earth after they've been saved and, you know, returned. And they're like just seeing, you know, what'll happen and right. our perspective of it. And it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, we're given those two characters right off the bat who are like us, who are in the dark yeah. and, and things are explained to them in a way that doesn't seem, you know, weirdly preachy right. in a book that, you know, usually everybody else would know what's happening. Sure, sure. So it's really cool that it was done that way. Yeah. In, in a lesser written book, it'd be like, you know, hey, everybody, I know that you all know this, yeah. but anyway, yeah. here's the story. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that happens a lot. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And then there's a there's another character that I guess I wanted to talk about who I really like is Keith, I think his name is. Um, he, he's the guy. I don't know him off the bat. Uh, the killer Keith, I think they call oh, him. Oh, okay. Like the, the homeless dude. In the, in the other, in the other dimension. The other dimension, yeah. So he seems like, you know, he's, he's like just trying to survive and he's like shooting at the monsters and everything and he's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, and he, and he like, he can see, like he, he claims that his family was killed by these creatures called the faceless ones. Yep. And the other people on the, this other dimension have never seen this thing. And they just think that he's crazy yep. and he's killed his own family. And perhaps that's true. We don't know. Sure. But, um, that guy is really interesting too. He's, uh, especially some of the things he sees like that, you know, we're privy to that only he sees. Right. Um, there's some fucked up stuff happen, you know, yeah. Yeah. things going on in this other dimension. Yeah. So he's got this whole other like little level of, you know, intrigue around him that no one else does. Right. Um, 
So that actually does kind of bring me up to maybe something kind of negative. No. Uh, I wouldn't say it's entirely negative, but but I did get a feeling throughout it, uh, especially with the people that we wind up meeting that are in the other dimension, the, the survivors. There are a lot of things that just felt like, hey, Walking Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like Keith, I felt, definitely was, like, you know, similar to a character in The Walking Dead. I believe Dwayne was that guy's name. Yeah, okay. Uh, long after you stopped reading. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't recognize yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, I think even long after you stopped watching the TV mm-hmm. show as well. Uh, but, yeah, I just, there's a lot of, of the survivor camp that reminds me of, of Walking Dead characters mm-hmm. somewhat. And, uh, is it like archetypally so, or just like personality was, or personality and archetypal? Okay. Like, like there's the, there's a character that definitely reminds me of Michonne and, you know, and, and you know, a Rick and, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can see that to some extent. I mean, but if you think about the Shane like, a little bit, you know? right. Yeah. It, it's hard though. Like when you have the same writer, yeah, um, no, I, I get mean, it. it's like if you watch, you know, Ten Alfred Hitchcock movies. Oh, there's, yeah. there's probably like I mean, ten he characters. Shows up in all of them. Yeah, yeah. He's in all. I know. It's <laughs> he's the Stan Lee of the forties. <laughs> but but he, I mean, like you know, he, he always has the same characters. I mean, there's like yeah, the yeah. the crazy guy. There's the like you know the paranoid guy or whatever. And, no, yeah, I get it. Like like I've always had this issue with like Warren Ellis, mm-hmm. uh, where. And it, unfortunately with him, it's usually the main character of every single one of his stories. Right. But there's definitely a trope. It's like, oh, this is a character who dresses all in black, smokes cigarettes, and really hates the world. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the main character of every single right. one of the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think the writers kind of have certain characters they like to revisit sure, and sure. re-examine from other perspectives by yeah. placing them in different stories and giving them different names, but they're the same character. Yeah. You know? And like I said, it's not a huge thing. It was just something that eh, kind of bothered me a little bit. Well, what I was thinking, like I did, I did have that same feeling that part of this does remind you of walking dead. Cause obviously, you know, Kirkman wrote it and it's, you know, there's like this guy who's try- trying to like marshal this, new reality into like you know wrangle it in right, right. and then you know there's some concepts that remind me of that but i started to wonder i said i wonder if at some point during the writing of walking dead he like just had a moment where he was like man this is went like in a totally different rec- direction from you know you know f- from you know certain you know a and b and c starting points and and i kind of wonder what i would have done if like i would have went a different direction with right. the survival story and, you know, maybe he had, like, new ideas that he couldn't implement in The Walking Dead, but he could in a story that hasn't, you know, been, you know, speeding along. Right. So I, I, I'm excited to see if maybe he's got some, um, you know, this is like his Walking Dead 2.0 or whatever, you know, his survival yeah, right. story 2.0. Uh, I think another thing that bothered me a little bit about it was that in early issues of The Walking Dead, like in the letter column, like he often joked that, like, you know, oh, when I end it, like, it's going to be aliens. Right. And so that kind of, like, like was just, like, like, hanging out in my brain as oh, I was reading yeah. this. I was like, oh, this is, like, his alien idea, you know. <laughs> what if he somehow ties them together and this is a prequel and Ooh. the alien spawns zombies at the end of this? 
story. You're just trying to sell your copy of Oblivion Song Number One for a thousand dollars since you missed out on The Walking Dead. That's true. I didn't buy a co- I didn't actually didn't buy a copy of Oblivion Song. Well, hey, apparently Mavericks has more. Yeah, copies. we still have some. Yeah, there you go. Or at least we did yesterday. I didn't work today, but, but yeah. <laughs> And what do you what do you think of this uh, this artist though? Other than you know it being kind of muddy at times, what do you think of the actual art? What I could see was okay. Uh, when when I did look it up online and, and like actually get to see some of what he was doing, uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, crisp, but it's pretty cartoony. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like his monsters are fucking great. Yeah, they are. Uh, like, like he does a really great job, like, you know, drawing the, the other dimension and, uh, fleshing it out the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you say his name again? <laughs> Lorenzo De Felici. Ah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's really good. It kind of sometimes reminds me of Michael Avon Omin a little bit. I can get that a little bit. Like some, like, especially I think it, I think her name is Bridget. It's Duncan's wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Um, like some of the scenes with her in it just kind of totally reminded me of Avon Omen. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's it's a little more realistic than Avon Omen for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but storytelling's really good when it's not muddied up by the paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which again is sad because I do really like the paper. Right. Like, like I wanted to lay that <laughs> down flat. <laughs> I wish more comics were printed on this type of paper. But you'd have to specifically but you design have to the color, yeah, the coloring, the yeah. brightness, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I'm sure I'm sure it looks great on the the you know copies out there in the newsstand. I'm sure, uh, but I, I just I don't like glossy paper. I think this is. A, <laughs> I know I prefer I prefer matte paper too. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I think again, it was maybe just a matter of the coloring of the paper, but like occasionally, like I would get confused to which character was, like especially if they were male, like he tends to draw yeah similar features in the right. males, um, like occasionally, like I couldn't tell if it was like Nathan or Duncan that was talking. Yeah, exactly. There was a scene too where uh, Nathan is being sort of interviewed by you know some government higher ups, and he just you know is suddenly like in like a nice military dress or whatever right. and you know like you don't see him like putting that those clothes on and he's usually usually wearing like more like you know just like even when he's you know in the other dimension rescuing him he just kind of has like a t-shirt and cargo pants and right, stuff right. so whenever you see him in the military dress i didn't know that was him there for a second and uh and i, I was i was kind of confused but yeah. but uh that quickly went away because yeah it, it is really good storytelling though it is yeah uh, I did have uh, some other issues with the writing, at least, uh, where especially like uh, towards the end when Nathan makes that you know big jump to try to find you know the colony of people, mm-hmm. uh, where I don't know how much time had passed. Oh, okay, because like the people at the beginning that he rescues, like I believe that he talks to the woman again like just before he goes over one more time oh the woman he interviewed at the yeah i think that was at first i thought it was the same woman but i don't think it is i, I think th- it is i don't think it is i, I, I believe because he says something about it's been years yeah exactly about. i think it's a different person but they have the same name 
Do they? Yeah. Because the, the woman that he rescues in the beginning, I believe, is named Patricia. Uh, I want to confirm this to make sure that mm. I'm not entirely crazy. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he rescues these this couple, Thomas and Patricia Crenshaw. Okay. Uh, and then so like he's like, the, and then like two issues later. Yeah. So like yeah, he's the uh, the couple that he walks through the museum and everything like that. And then yeah, a couple issues later, he winds up meeting someone like at an outdoor cafe. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he kind of wanted to ask if at some point she didn't regret coming back. Like right. it, like if this world was <clears throat> like if if she was dealing with it okay and if and she says. Even the worst day here is better than any the best. Yeah, yeah, any day over there. Uh, I'm trying to find that. I lost it. Ha. Uh, there we are. Uh, but yeah, like like the woman, whoever she is, if uh, she, like she has a massive PTSD and right, you know, like she's still trying to adjust to life. And yeah, he does mention that it's been years. Yeah, and he asks her, you know, about the. Like, is it harder to be here now? But, uh, yeah, her name is Patricia. Huh, okay. So, yeah, so, like... So, obviously, like, there's been some time elapsed. Yeah, but, like, the, the just... The progression of the story just feels like days. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, no, I can't be her. Right, but, like, yeah, it mentions years. Huh. And, like, uh, I just... If if they are two different characters, then that is a big clunky mistake to have them have the same name. Right, that's a that's a Stanley style mistake. Whoa, <laughs> sir, how do you? Scott Summers had three different names in the first three <laughs> issues of X. <X-Men>. So, <laughs> so did Peter Parker did in the first issue of Spider Man alone. He had two different names. Yep, <laughs> Peter Palmer and Peter Parker. <laughs> but okay, so well, maybe years does. I guess, but yeah. but it doesn't feel like it. No, it so does that, not. that's like, kind of everything weird. feels like it's in a rapid succession. Yeah, yeah, right. So that is weird. So maybe so that might be one thing that is in the single issues. I don't. I, I would assume not, but um, there is no like blurbs that say to be continued or like you know right, yeah. or, or like to to signify when one chapter ends or not. Maybe they're gonna add some more stuff to say like you know years past or something i don't know yeah i don't know either. maybe between issues two and three you know like years past or something but it's possible yeah who knows yeah. oh one thing i i did want to mention too we didn't talk about is the name of the book is oblivion song right and what that is in reference to is apparently there's like really odd like cacophony of sound over there in yeah. the other dimension and some people find it kind of mesmerizing um some people say it's beautiful. Right. Like it's just the strange quiet that, you know, you don't hear the machines and the the everyday life of man, but you also hear these odd elements of nature and and inhabitants that you don't hear on this planet. Right. And I was like, man, that is I would love to hear that. Yeah. I'd love to hear this crazy sound. I would too. I'm sure when the inevitable T V show comes out. Oh yeah. We probably will. <laughs> uh so I so before this book came out, and like, I'm gonna be honest, I probably wouldn't have read this. Yeah. Like if if you guys hadn't gotten this this free copy, mm-hmm. uh, and then forced me to pick it for the show because <laughs> that's what you did. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I probably wasn't gonna read this book, uh, just because I feel like since The Walking Dead, like everything that he's done has been like been just like 
pitches for TV shows yeah, now. Right. Because like Outcast came out, and I think like there's a thief, uh, Thief of Thieves. Oh yeah, I forget that was him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't write it though. He just created the yeah. concept. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think it's published anymore either. I'm not sure. I, th- I, I think it is. Well, I think we stopped ordering it oh, okay. because we were selling like either zero or one. It was toggling between zero and one copies every month. So right. I think we just stopped ordering it. Uh, yeah, like like I think that went into development for a TV show, and, and uh, so I like I just have this feeling now. Like every time he makes a new book, it's just like TV money, right? You know? Yeah, and maybe he's not thinking that way, but but like I just get that vibe, right? And so like I would have avoided this book entirely just because like yeah, it's just another thing he wants to do to make more money. I- I thought Wait. that's what comics were. Well, it's like uh, pitches to TV, for show. TV shows. Well, they are now. Yeah. Because uh, everybody wants to be the next Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I, I didn't read Outcast for that reason, but I did wind up watching the first season of it, which I didn't particularly enjoy. I've never seen it or even heard anyone talk about it as a TV show. There was, there was just a couple good actors in it, but, like, mm. I just thought the show itself was just kind of, yeah. Right. Just, just uh, <clears throat> the characters, like no matter how good the actors were, the characters just weren't that intriguing or right. interesting. And so, like, I just I think I watched like two episodes of the second season and just kind of forgot that mm. it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, but it got canceled. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know if it got renewed mm. for a third season, but like the mm. second season is like. Just ended oh, a couple just months ended. ago, okay. so who knows? But uh, Walking Dead is still going strong, and I stopped watching that after like the third season. Oh, there. did you? Okay, yeah. yeah, and that's I think on like season nine, and plus a spinoff that I've never seen. Yeah. And, uh, so so somewhere at some point, like my brain just stopped appreciating Robert Kirkman right. as a decent writer. But he is. He is. He yeah. really is. Uh, I mean, Invincible, like, is great. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's, uh, actually, like, I just started getting back into Invincible now that it's over. <laughs> you know, but, like, I've been getting those, uh, Ultimate Collections. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I just pre-ordered the, the final one that's coming out. I still have some gaps to fill, like, in there. Uh, oh, yeah, that's like, a great book. Yeah, I always loved Invincible, and... I haven't kept up with it, but what I have read is great. Yeah. Uh... And, you know, I really did enjoy Walking Dead for, like, the first hundred issues mm-hmm. or so. Uh, I think part of it is the fandom, like, turns me off on oh, that. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you can only go to, uh, like, so many horror conventions and see 90,000 Daryls walking around <laughs> just before you get sick. <laughs> yeah, <of them>. just, <laughs> just kind of, yeah. Uh, like, I remember specifically being at a horror convention and, like, a guy was dressed as Negan. Like, before Negan was ever on the TV show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, he was carrying around the bats, and, like, I yelled at him. I was like, hey, Lucille. And he was like, oh, so good to to find someone who knows the comics. (laughs) 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 But, no, yeah, uh, this book definitely proves to me, at least, you know, that Robert Kirkman is a viable writer. Yeah, and he's still got good concepts. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So, uh, this collects the first four issues, mm-hmm. uh, the 
you know, six are, are completely solicited with the, the trade coming out uh, on the back of this book, even. Uh, so who's going to replace Lorenzo De Felici after <laughs> issue six? <laughs> if, I'll keep reading as long as it's not Charlie Adler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope this guy can keep a monthly schedule. Because uh, yeah, didn't that happen with Invincible as well? Yeah, Corey Walker did the like the first couple issues, and then Ryan Otley like took over for but the Ryan remainder Otley. of the series. But Ryan Otley is pretty darn good. Ryan Otley is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's so weird that he's drawing Amazing Spider-Man now. Yeah. So weird. But, you know, all right. I'm sure that was probably like a lifelong dream for him. Right. You know? I think it's weird, just as weird that Chip Zdarsky is writing Spectacular Spider-Man. So. That's also super yeah. weird as well. Yeah. Um, but hey, more power to him. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's some good money. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, that's like almost podcast money. Yeah. I know, right? Well, for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking parking spot. <laughs> uh, um, but, oh, yeah, like, like I started thinking, like, you know, yeah, because Corey Walker left. Uh, he didn't really leave. Like, he still stuck around and did, like, character designs. Right. And, like, still maintained, like, some sort of identity within Invincible. But, like, you know, Tony Moore left after six issues of Walking Dead and... And uh, apparently, like some some animosity between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, like that usually happens when uh, people part ways, and then all of a sudden, one of them uh, super successful. Yeah, main yeah. money starts rolling in. Yeah. Um. That said, I have my own issues with Tony Moore. <laughs> that, that's I won't get into. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I hope uh, Dave Felici sticks. Sticks around because yeah, art's yeah. really good. No, yeah, we're we're just being dumbasses because you know that's what we do. It's what we do best. That's true. Just being idiots. It's true. Idiots with, with no no filter. <laughs> <laughs> no editors either. Nope. Nope. Uh, but no, yeah. So I guess you know the purpose of us reviewing this this book is to tell people whether they should buy the rest of it and. I think you should. I think you should too. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I, I think I will definitely get the the first trade. Yeah, yeah. I'll sell it to you for eighty one dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna get the actual <laughs> trade. Oh, okay. Printed on glossy paper with bright colors. Probably. Yes. <laughs> and it'll probably be like ten bucks for twenty five percent off. Right. Yeah. Or whatever my actual comic shop. You son of a <laughs> Or Amazon. <laughs> oh, even worse. <laughs> Can't help it, man. Just, just can't. <laughs> I, I do my best to, to to spread a little money to Mavericks when I can. Sure, but, yeah. But, you know, no, you, you you do for the bulk of of what I get. Uh, I gotta go with the cheapest option. Sure, you know? which is the our corporate overlords. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I want to get in good graces with the people who will be ruling our lives. So, right, that's yeah. true. They're gonna not like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will be jettisoned out into the, the like the trenches of some sort yeah. of war planet. Yep, yep. Uh, if, if only I were still in my twenties and felt even slightly remotely punk rock, <laughs> but I am not, and I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <coughs> yeah, Oblivion song. I uh, yeah, I really recommend it. You can you can literally get. On board at the ground level because oh, the, yeah. the first issue, as we speak, is the only issue out, yep. and it's not 
surprisingly um, sold out right now. Right. So you can go buy it, and we highly recommend it. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, even if it is, I'm sure a second printing is probably going to come down the line. Mm-hmm. And even then... Oh, we even have the, ske- the print schedule right here. Yeah, so Oblivion Song number one came out on March 7th. Oblivion Song number two comes out on April 11th. Uh, When's the trade come out? The trade, collecting the first six issues, uh, the direct market publication date is uh, September 12th, never forget. And uh, the book market publication date uh, is uh, September 18th. Oh, that's weird. I think, yeah, it's like, so the comic stores will get it on the 12th. That's and then, awesome. Like, bookstores get it on the 18th. I respect that. Yeah. That's that's usually what happens when I pre-order stuff through Amazon.com. Hey, you get them a week late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you shamelessly gave that. Most people didn't even know that web address, and you just gave it out. I know. They would never have been able to find that company if you hadn't said that. I have whored myself out. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'm just, uh, there's, there's a, uh, a little short uh, blurb about uh, Lorenzo De Felici. Oh, yeah. Tell some of the other stuff he's drawn. Uh, let's see. He's a uh, balanced work as an artist on the series Infinity 8 for Rue de Sevres, written by Dave Maurier and Louis Trondheim. Uh, he did a sketchbook for Comics Burrow, which he published. And he also drew and colored a short story for Dylan Dog. That's cool. Yeah. Written by Giovanni Massi. Sweet. I, I do like a Dylan Dog. Mm, I know you do. Yeah. That, uh, that was, if if you guys don't know who that is, it's it's uh, it's when Snoop Dogg does Bob Dylan songs. Yeah. And he calls himself Dylan Dog. Yep. It's pretty good. That's it's pretty great stuff. Yep. The shizzle. Oh, everyone must get stoned. That's what a great album <laughs> by Dylan Dog. Uh, so yeah, we're living some. Get it? Pretty great. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Take a break. Yeah.
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hi! What's up? Not much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> there was something that I, I did want to mention uh, about the book uh, that I totally forgot in the previous segment. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, because I did, you know, sort of start out comparing it a little bit to Animosity, our previous book. Oh, yeah. Which, uh... Usually, uh, you know, uh, since, since we've switched to just during the comics, like uh, we do usually take a full week or so, like between episodes where we read the next book. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but both of us read this incredibly quick, quickly and we are reading this pretty much exactly, or talking about this, uh, pretty much exactly one week from when we last recorded. Right, right. Yeah. Uh so so animosity is still relatively fresh on my mind. Right. And and about, you know, how how much of a failure it was at, at what it was doing. And so here with Oblivion Song, you know, uh it, our our advanced copy here only has the first four issues, which is exactly what animosity presented to us. Mm-hmm. And, and so the storyline as we know it whatever will be in the first trade is still not even completely here. And yet I feel, still feel like we got way more of a full story. Oh yeah. And, 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 and what we know to be an incomplete story than an animosity. Yeah. Right. Which, which was presented as a full trade. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that book was just, just all around. Disappointing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I just, like, like it was able to introduce characters that we cared about. Uh, it was able to introduce all the crazy concepts and just throw us into it. Uh, obviously, apparently, there was some time jumping, which, which was jarring, but not jarring to the point where, right. like an animosity where it just sort of hurt the book. Right. Uh, like, like just everything is so much more on point with, with Oblivion oh, Song. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, so, so definitely read this, not animosity. <laughs> well, it's funny because last night when I was reading this, uh, my wife was sitting next to me on the couch reading animosity <laughs> and, and, uh, like we both basically sat there and read these trades start to finish and then put them away and then like said, so how was your book? And, and she, she liked it more than anyone I've ever actually met who's liked that book, okay. which, which is she thought it was all right. Okay. And she enjoyed parts. She's, she said some of it she thought was really funny and things like that, but she had no problems with it really, but right. she didn't love it either. Right. Um, but that's the best review I've heard of that book. Well, that's weird because you, you brought that book to the show saying that a lot of people were saying how good it was. Well, no, no one I've ever met though. Oh, like, okay. like, like, right. I mean, it's, it's like getting praise and like it's okay, in like four right. print-ins and like See, I thought people were, are saying it's good. I thought you picked it on like a personal recommendation. Oh, no. No one. I don't trust humans when they recommend things to me. That's weird. Because <laughs> uh, I was talking about animosity to our, our pal Matt Brassfield. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what's that book about? And I kind of told him the basic concept. He's like, oh, I think Jeremy really likes that book. Jeremy's never read it. Are you sure? Yeah, because okay. we were talking about it yesterday, and he said, no, he really wants to read it to see why we disliked it. So Okay, that's weird. Because yeah. Brassfield was like, I've heard about that. I'm pretty sure Jeremy read it and said he really liked it. No, so. no, he said, he said he'd said he heard good things about okay. it. Okay, so, yeah. so Matt Brassfield's a liar. <laughs> no, he just probably misconstrued, because Jeremy, because like he even said, Jeremy was like, he's like, he's like, he said something, uh, he actually brought up animosity, because 
Oh, we got a reorder of that Garthenus dog talking book. Oh, Red Rover. Red Rover. We got a reorder of that in. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, that looks really good. He's like, he's like, he's like, that and animosity I've heard such good things about. And, and I was like, oh man, animosity is terrible. Don't, <laughs> don't waste your time. I was like, read this Garthenus one probably. And, and he's like, really? I've heard so much good things about it, animosity. And I was like, I thought it was one of the worst books I've ever read. And, yeah. and he's like, no, he's like, no, I'm really curious to read it to see <laughs> why you disliked it so much. I, uh, I I actually have uh, Red River Charlie sitting in my file. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I think I'm the guy that grabbed it. Oh okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it looks it looks you know all right. Eventually, I'll afford to buy it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh man, there was um, maybe pick it for the show. I would well, read it once we've had some time away from talking animals. We can yeah <laughs> wash our mouths out of that experience. Um. Yeah, I think you you mentioned something about the fast turnaround. I think this is the fastest I've ever read a book because you actually gave this to me last night. Yep. And then I read it last night. Yeah. And then we're like 24 hours later, we're recording the podcast, which I think that's the fastest turnaround I've ever. Yeah. yeah, Like like you stopped by around my house at like 5.15 and then at like 8.20, you sent me a text like, hey, I finished reading the book. Yeah. (laughs) Like, honestly, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's like, did did you even learn any of this? I, I will always hold that over you. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I just like had nothing going on really. Yeah. So because usually uh, my wife and I go to meditation, and she was sick last night, and she just wanted to like chill and read, and I was like, well, chill and read. And, hey, I've got this book. Right. So, so yeah, uh, so I read it. Yeah, that's cool. I will say, you know, once I was able to just like sit down and read. Like, like it was a quick read. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I just had to break it up. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like interesting enough that you want to like keep finding out what's right. happening. There. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So it's a good book. So, uh, you want to take a break? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We've done this part already. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else exciting going on? Uh, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the comic convention coming up. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Yeah. Is that there's something exciting coming up. Yeah. Hadn't happened yet. No. And, uh, and, uh, by the time we, we, uh, get a chance to record again, we'll probably have forgotten all about what happened this weekend. Yeah. So let's just make shit up about it. Yeah. Oh, man. It was really weird when, uh, Stan Lee showed up and gave his final appearance before, uh, he died later that night. Yep. It was super weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably didn't help that he was not wearing pants. No, but people will remember that, and those YouTube videos are hilarious. That is, that yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a little said that he, he did die in the hotel afterwards. For sure. Of our autoerotic association. Right. But, you know, uh. But at least, I mean, when he signed that, um, Amazing Fantasy 15 with his penis, yeah. that was. Yep. Kick ass, Stan. And now Dayton is on the map. That's right, finally. Yep. And for something worthwhile. (laughs) (coughs) The penis signing, not the death. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, But no, yeah, Gem City Comic Con is is happening. Mm -hmm. This coming weekend here. And uh, both of us will be there in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there both days. You'll be there one day for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a uh, the annual uh, 
show here in town that's the the biggest show in town so yeah um it's pretty exciting yeah we got some good guests coming in yeah yeah uh, kevin nolan kevin in nolan's in our town i know it's awesome that's pretty cool it's super awesome he's he's in my top 10 <clears throat> i love that guy absolutely i agree with you um i'm so the last time he was at a convention nearby here he did sketches at the show for like 10 or for like 40 bucks yeah which is to me ridiculously cheap for yeah. someone of his level yeah yeah, yeah. uh and, and sort of have spent like the last two years kicking myself in the ass for not ponying up for a sketch you know then so there is a part of me that really wants to get one this year um but also i don't know if like because I'm I'm sort of there as a guest, uh, like I'm not officially there, but like I've I've glommed on to uh, other people <laughs> to to share their table. You're at Kevin Nolan's table. I am at Kevin Nolan's oh. table. Yeah, it's weird how that worked <laughs> out. So like it's a, like even then, so now it's like even more gauche. Like, do I just like as we're setting up? Do I like, hey, would you do a sketch for me? Can I be like first on your <laughs> right. list? Right. I mean, I am at the table. Right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, but no, yeah, like, like, you know, I, I, I would love to get a sketch from him. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know if like, you know, me having the position of being there, like, as people are setting up, would I be able to just like sneak into the front of the line and be right. like, hey, you know, oh, yeah, I can think I, you can I get on your list. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, maybe not if he's like still like, uh, you know, like going through boxes and finding pins and stuff, but if he's like, just chilling, yeah. Why not? Right. Because uh, they have a VIP thing there, right? Yeah. Okay. So I thought. Yeah. Most conventions do, I guess. Yeah, it's like an hour early. Right. Early right. bird arrival thing. Yeah. So if I if I can like get there at like eight forty five, maybe. Right. See where he's at. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I would I would I would love to have like a like a blue beetle head sketch mm-hmm. like from him would Uh-oh. be amazing right yeah. uh but yeah. yeah i don't know we'll see i've I've never really gotten a sketch from from a pro before really? so, yeah because it's usually way more expensive than i can afford yeah yeah, yeah i wonder if he's raised his prices because that was was that a year ago or two years ago about two years ago yeah, yeah. i say i don't think i went last year but yeah neither did i yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He is. Uh, Maybe he'll start Oblivion Song on number seven. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no offense to Felicia, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so who else is going to be there? Uh, Mike, Mike Grell. Mike Grell? I, yeah. You know, must have, that must have completely passed lost, me by. He lost over. Are you going to get him to sign your Warlord Underoos? I might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I might actually. I would know. take them off this time, though. Well, sh- you know, like I like, don't know. Like, don't wear them to the convention and then take them off. I'm just saying, take them off before you leave the house. Maybe even wash them and then have them sign them. This all sounds so much more complicated <laughs> than I was planning, and less sexy, and yeah. less sexy. And like, I've got to know a lot of shit that I need to prepare before Saturday. Oh, yeah. And this is just another thing. Sure. Yeah. Fuck you. 
No. I'm just sticking with my original plan. You're not going to scrub those uh, <clears throat> shit smears out of there. Nope. Nope. And I'm going to leave them on while he signs them. <laughs> You're going to have one of those windows cut out, like, so he signs it right on your balls. <laughs> I love it when people do that with the little windows. Like, can you see my underwear? She's like, well, that's weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> P. Craig Russell's there, too. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I've, I've already gotten an autograph from that guy. Have you? So. I've never met him. Yeah. I believe he's somewhat regional? Yeah, I think so. I think somewhere in, like, Ohio, not near here. Yeah, but, but state. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Barry Kitson will be there. Uh, Chris Pacello was going to be at the show, which I was really excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he unfortunately had to cancel his appearance, uh, because his wife passed away. Sadly. Oh, she did pass away? Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I knew she was sick, but wow. Yeah. Uh, I guess at the, the end of February, she, she passed oh, away from, uh, very aggressive cancer. That sucks. Yeah. 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 Um, well, hopefully he's okay too. Yeah. Their family. Uh, I know he he started like a some sort of a charity fund like in her name, so so that's cool that you know he was able to do that. Right. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. You know, yeah, I'm sure it can't be easy. Right. Maybe he'll be back and we'll get to eh, I, see yeah, him I eventually. Would really love to to meet him someday. And yeah. Get him to sign some stuff cause, when, cause, when life calms down. Yeah, I've, I've been a. Uh, I've been a supporter of his for a very long time, if maybe not a fan of his. Yeah. Yeah, his style's changed a lot over the years. Yeah. He's tried some experimental things and yeah. some of it better than others. And Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's... I think he definitely has one of the more unique styles in comics art. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not one of the best storytellers in comics. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, his, his art's great, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, and then, uh, I think Kyle Hotz is going to be there yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. He's there every year. He's great. Yeah. Well, he is our local guy. He is. He our is. local professional. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that dude from Archie that is at every show is going to be there. Sure. Boldman, is that him? Yeah, Craig yeah. Boldman. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, is Mark Wade going to be there this year? Nope, I don't believe nope. so. Uh, Sparkle Comics will be there. Sparkle Comics will be there, but no one gives a fuck about that. What? We do. <laughs> I'm excited. I think we were there last year, but not the year before. Yeah, we were yeah. there last year. Yeah. So um, now we've got about a dozen comics that we can put out for sale. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to all those number one issues. Yeah, to never be followed up again. Oh, we're, we're getting number two up. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. And we got more number twos on the way. Yeah. I'm working on one right now. Yeah, you are. Uh, but you won't be at the Sparkle Table. It'll just be in, in your official Mavericks, Mavericks uh, capacity. capacity. Yeah, there. that's right. Um, yeah, there's some things are more important than selling my own artwork, which yeah. is like selling Pokemon plushes. Pokemon plushes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, my, my pal Bruce O'Hughes will be there. I'll be sharing the table with him. Uh, he's got uh, a new comic out. 
uh, the third issue of uh, his sci-fi book, Finite. Uh, and I'm going to take 1,000% credit for it because I drew the back cover. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, so buy it for the back cover and maybe read the rest of the Yeah, book. I mean, if you're like, yeah, whatever, if you're bored or whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I'll be there to sign that back cover for you. <laughs> I left a lot of white space in it, so my signature. There you go. It's gonna look. Bold. It's gonna look awesome. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be a good time. Obviously, hopefully, you know, I'll be able to sell one or two things, you know, while I'm there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm also really looking forward to uh, spending some money while I'm there. For hopefully things that I'm looking for. Oh yeah, you're gonna rather than just things that I find huh. that I suddenly decide that I need. You're like I didn't know there was a, a life size tweaky model. <laughs> I need that. It's kind of how it goes, <laughs> dude. So I don't necessarily think I have insomnia, but like I do wake up pretty easily in the middle of the night, and sometimes find and have uh, difficulty getting back to sleep easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that happened this morning at around like, you know, two forty-five, three o'clock and I got up and I, I peed and, you know, went back to bed and I was just kind of sitting there and like, I knew my paycheck had come in. So like, I got out my phone to make sure that I, I did indeed get paid and, and it was like, Oh my God, my phone here already. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go to eBay and look to see what I can find in uh, the way of RoboCop action <laughs> figures. <laughs> well, well, yeah, as one does. <laughs> Did you find one? Oh, there's a lot of cool ones out there. Yeah. They're all like $500 for them, though. For, like, new ones or? Yeah, like, like, like pre-owned ones I, I remember i had one that had like when i was you know like a kid and, right. they, and there, there was like this lever on his back that would pop like caps oh, the caps yeah, yeah, yeah i remember that I, one. I liked that one uh no these are like you know the like the sideshow oh yeah those are expensive or like the hot toys oh, version yeah those know. things are ridiculous uh you know but they had like you know and also the NECA Nika yeah whatever NECA I think yeah yeah uh, a couple of variations of those like the they had like two different versions of like RoboCop versus Terminator oh RoboCop. yeah oh yeah uh they have like you know classic movie one they have reboot movie one and they did have like a lot of the old Kenner ones like some of them glow in the dark but but none of the ones that I really like thought that looks like an awesome and affordable right. RoboCop. All right. Yeah. 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 Usually the nice ones are pretty insanely priced, yeah. like eighty or more. Yep. Yep. Which is crazy. Yeah. So you know, yeah, that's a thing that I sometimes do at three in the morning. But you didn't buy any. No, I did okay. not. No. Okay. Good for you. Good for you. Because yeah, sometimes like you'll buy something in the middle of the night when your brain is in that state of, like, <laughs> I'm not quite sure if this is a dream or not. <laughs> And then you wake up and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've done that once or twice. But uh, yeah, hopefully I can, uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking for some, some, uh, Captain Victories while I'm there. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully I can find some of those. And maybe if I can find some, some cheap stuff, trades, hardbacks, whatever, you know, Kirby stuff specifically, but, you know, other stuff I'm open to. As long, cool. as long as I don't go too nuts. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. 
and and also hopefully if I sell some stuff, then you know that would ease the the burden of, of spending money. Right. Yeah. So come on out to the uh, Gem City Comic Con three weeks ago and uh, <laughs> spend some money right. at me. <laughs> hopefully they did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. My least favorite part is the loading in. Because it's kind of like a clusterfuck, and it's like carrying a lot of heavy stuff in a like really brisk time frame, so you don't like yeah. lose your spot. So I don't really like the loading in part, but everything else about the show I I, I enjoy. Yeah. What about the tearing down? Yeah, that's more leisurely. Okay. So yeah, I don't, I don't I don't mind that as much. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Bruce and I will be there first thing Saturday morning, loading our stuff. Uh, it's. Bruce has a nice little trolley cart that he uh, hauls his stuff around, and and I don't. I just have a giant fucking Tupperware bin that I carry that is not easy to handle. Right, yeah. yeah. You should put, like, a strap on it, like your guitar strap. Or <clears throat> yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that, like a bungee cord or yeah. something. Just wrap it around me. Sure. And, you know, haul, like, haul it on my back like a like some sort of weird, like, a- hobbit hobo thing. <laughs> should get a papoose. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're going to, I mean, maybe that's good preparation for the years to come when you, like, live under a bridge and all of your items that you own are true, strapped true. to your person. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, maybe maybe I should do what I would do in that situation and steal a shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should. See. Uh, I don't know. I was, yeah, I don't know. I if I knew anybody, I would see if I can borrow like a dolly or something, but I don't know anybody. Well, we've got a dolly, but we'll be using it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. figure it out. Maybe Bruce will have room to let me put my powder right. blue Tupperware <laughs> band on his <laughs> stuff. Well, I hope it's successful for all of us. I hope so as well. Yeah. And uh, by that, I mean everybody there. Yeah. Except for unless it detracts from what I'm selling. <laughs> like last year. <laughs> Let's just say that I have a real thing against uh, hand crocheted Pokemon toys. Because <laughs> it makes your your stuff look less appealing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I could, I could buy that, you know, that horrifying uh, print with the F word on it. Sure. Or I could buy this adorable Squirtle doll. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Squirtle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I at least hope also that, you know, maybe, like, I'm sat next to something that's, like, more age-appropriate to the kind of stuff that I have. Right. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's something. <laughs> that's a consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, like, the, uh, the, the year that I did the Jim and Dan show, like, fact that maybe I'm selling stuff that has, like, profanity on it, uh, and, and horrifying, like, monsters... <laughs> Uh, maybe, you know, in, in, in a large area where children are abound. Right. Probably not the best idea. <laughs> well, you know. But I gotta be me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is how I express myself artistically. And maybe, you know, do some more horror shows. That's the most shows. pretentious thing that I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's true, though. I mean, you know, if that's what you want to get out there, maybe, maybe do some more horror shows and things like that, yeah, too. Yeah. Some hipster events where it's all, you know, 
Yeah, I, I, drunken thirty-year-olds. I, I don't know where those are, or can you afford to get in there? Because <laughs> uh, the only reason I'm doing this is because my friend said, "Hey, I need somebody to sit at my table with me." Right. Well, I wish you best of luck. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Should be good. Yeah. Got anything else going on? No. Nothing really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking forward to the show. Yeah, as am I. So, yeah. Well, uh, I do have a comic in mind for us to pick. And Alrighty. Hopefully, uh, we won't read it in 24 hours this time. But, sure. But, um, I mean, I've got nothing else to do tomorrow, <laughs> so you know, we could record another episode. <laughs> right. yeah. We'll just start doing them once a week now. Sure. Just yeah. backlogging them like Prince albums. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you think about reading a book which you may own? I know I own. It's called Royal City. I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't. So you might not own that. <laughs> um, well, what do you think? <laughs> don't tell me what it is. Okay. Tell you what it is. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a book written and drawn by Jeff Lemire. Lemire? Lemire? Okay. Lemire? All right, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's all, you, that's all you gotta say to me. Sweet. Jeff Lemire. All right. That, that's how I pronounce his name. I don't know how it's Yeah, who knows. I've, yeah. I met him once, but I didn't think to ask him. Same. Yeah. I didn't think it'd be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've reviewed a number of his books. At least two. Yeah. yeah. Sweet Tooth for sure. Yeah. Trillium and underwater Trillium, roller. Yeah, yeah, underwater roller. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, that's a that's a trifecta. Yeah. So why would we do any more? You yeah, ask. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> just just go read Black Hammer. <laughs> I do. I do. Read oh, yeah, that, me too. Uh, okay, Royal City. Yeah, don't know cool. a thing about it. It's uh, weird that I don't. That's that is weird, right? Who publishes it? Um, Sparkle Comics. Huh. He's going to be at Jim City Super signing for weird. us. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I mean. It's weird enough that you guys are publishing Adventure Man by Matt Fraction and Terry <laughs> Dotson, but uh, a whole new Jeff Lemire book, too? Yeah, you'd think he'd promote this a little more. Oh, actually, no. It is Image Comics, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, you got Adventure Man by Matt That's, Fraction well, and uh, true, Terry yeah. Dotson. That's well, great. Yeah. They use the same names. Uh, yeah, they, they're under Jeremy Hoyt and Jeff Potter. That's what they do. But we yeah. know. Yeah. We know. <laughs> Royal City, okay. Royal, Royal City, yeah. Is, is it a trade? Um, I, ha- I have the first five issues, which is what's in the trade. Okay, so right. yeah. So read along if you would like, sure. kids. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Sometime soon. Yep. Eventually, <laughs> we'll get there. Well. Oh, yeah. But until then, go read Oblivion Song as well. Oh, that as well. Or put it on your pull list. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wor- it's, it's worth it's it. It's coming out. And it's worth it. It, it really is. It really is. is. Yep. And, you know, who knows? It could be the next Walking Dead. It could you could have a fortune on your hands. Right? I could make like 50 bucks off this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Why? <laughs> I couldn't even imagine selling a comic for that much money. I know. I know. That's why you leap at it when you get that chance. <laughs> Like I did it to Walking Dead in 2005 or oh, whatever, whatever year it was, 2004. 50 bucks, huh? 50 bucks. Yeah, yep. that's crazy amounts. Yeah, it's crazy a lot of amounts of money. For a $3 comic, that's yep. great. Yep, yep. All right. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. See you guys later.
Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. We'll be right back.